The Mind Aware, 7-Eleven. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. You are listening to Positive Mindset for Entrepreneurs. This is the show where you discover how to make money by being happy and get paid to be you. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. This is Dana Wild. I'm glad you're here. I'm the host of the show and I would love for you to be part of the Brain Training Sandbox. If you'd like that too, please go check out Positive Mindset for Entrepreneurs free daily newsletter. Did I mention it's free? You can check it out at DanaWild.com slash mantra, DanaWild.com slash mantra. So today we're going to talk about manifesting what you want. We had an email come in from somebody and I'm just going to actually, it's always easier to read it, isn't it? Here's what she says. Dana Wild, I would love some input on a rant on how it feels to have a steady income of 80k plus a year. I love and totally get the rain dance scenario and I could totally hear and feel the rain in that scenario. How can I translate it and make it a real money dance for me? Okay, so I think I should start out by explaining what the rain dance scenario is because I'm sure she heard me say this in a different arena. And I heard it, I'm going to accredit it to Greg Braden. I'm not 100% sure this is where I heard it, but more than likely, it's probably where I heard it. He had done some research about traditional rain dances by indigenous people in different cultures. And one of the things he was making a point about was that the way that people do rain dances is not some chant or some special words or some special herbs or magic that really the key element in creating rain is to visualize the rain with complete embodiment. Like you actually feel the rain coming down and that this is how the indigenous people in many cultures did it. That's how they got it to rain was that visualizing and thinking about the rain. So I hope I'm not ruining that story too much, but that's the ballpark of how that story goes. And so when it comes to visualization, the thing to remember about your brain is that your brain does not know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. It can't discern the difference. So if you're imagining something as though it's already happened, like really imagining it, like feeling rain on your skin, then your brain thinks it's happened. And then as you've heard me talk about, your reticular activating system wants to match up that thing that you're thinking about that is so real and feels so real and your brain doesn't know any different except that it's real. This is part of the reason why mantras work. Because when you say a mantra, let's use this one, since she's talking about 80K a year. I make 80K a year. I make 80K a year. And let's say that was your mantra. Your unconscious mind believes that 100% every time you say it. 
and it would work just to do nothing but that because your unconscious mind believes it and wants to make it true for you. And so the only reason mantras don't work ever for somebody is because their conscious mind gets in the way and starts arguing with them. So if you can suspend your disbelief or your the ability you have to suspend your disbelief or open your heart or trust that saying it is enough, all of those things, that helps speed up your mantra process because your unconscious mind, your brain really doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So it believes everything, everything that you say, it believes it a hundred percent. And so your conscious mind is the one that's doing that little arguing, you know, the whole angel on the shoulder, I make 80 K a year. And then, no, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't dummy. (laughs) That little argument that goes on, that's your conscious mind. When it comes to visualization, how we're usually told to do it is we're told to imagine what it would be like to have this income or what it would be like to, let's say you want to move to Hawaii, what it would be like to live in Hawaii, or you want to buy a new car, what it would be like to be in that car, the smell of the new car, the feel of the seat, the way that it would feel holding onto the steering wheel. Like these are the things that we're told to do. And this is all very good advice. The challenge with that advice is that If you're told, well, what does it feel like? Imagine, visualize, just like you'd visualize rain on your skin, visualize 80K a year. Your brain is going like, well, I don't know. I've never made that. I don't know. How's that supposed to feel or look? Or I don't know what I'd be thinking or doing or what that feels like. Or it's really hard to grab on to something that you've never experienced. Now, obviously, some people are better visualizers, better creatively, better artistically, better with words than than other people. Everybody has different talents. But generally speaking, sometimes getting those big picture visualizations can take a little bit of priming the engine to get them going. Does that mean you shouldn't do them? No. Always, you know, play around and see what feels good for you and try different visualizations. So how we're traditionally told to do it is good advice. It's not like it's bad advice. It's good advice because your brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. And the more you can imagine with a full body experience what it's like to have that thing, like what it's really like to have that thing, the better. All good. Having said all of that, I can give you a shortcut that makes it a little bit easier to create your visualization. The shortcut that works for me is to ask myself, if I really had that, what would be the first thing I would do? Or what would be the first person I would tell? Or what verbiage would I really be saying? Because most of us wouldn't be saying things like, I easily and effortlessly created an 80K income for myself. My business easily and effortlessly created 80K last year. Most of us don't talk that way. What most of us would be saying is something like, I finally did it. I finally broke the 80K level. It would be that feeling of real verbiage. 
we had somebody one time attend an event and I was helping people craft mantras and she was in the film industry and she was trying to create a mantra that felt good about getting these jobs with these different production companies. And she kept trying all of these mantras like, oh, producers approach me all the time, you know, all these things that would be like normal language. And finally, she just kept struggling and struggling. Finally, she said, you know, I just want my business to rock. I just want a rock in business. And I said, that's what you'd really be saying. If somebody said to you, hey, how's business? You'd say, oh, it's rocking. Business is rocking. That's your mantra. How would you really talk? So when you're doing a visualization, who would you tell? Who would you tell? Guess what? I just picked up my new car. Oh, my gosh. I love it so much. Let me tell you all about it. Imagine that conversation. Because that conversation you can tap into really easily and quickly. You may not be able to imagine yourself sitting in the car, but you can imagine yourself calling that friend and saying, I just picked it up. Do you want me to come pick you up? Oh my gosh, I got this new car. Let me tell you all about it. And that conversation you can play over and 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 over again in your mind. And it feels good. It feels good to think about that. If you hit the 80K level, Who's the significant person in your life that you would share that with or you would talk to? Or maybe it would just be your tax person and you'd be able to have a, a conversation in your mind with that person. So think about what are the real world things that would be a result, a byproduct of getting that thing. Because if you can think of those, then those are the things to visualize. They're much easier to visualize because we know we would do it. We know we would call that friend and say that thing. That would be easy to imagine ourselves doing it. The final point I want to make about this or I want to talk about, um, actually, it's not the final point, but it's kind of a byproduct of sometimes what happens to people when they're visualizing. Sometimes when people are visualizing what they want, like really taking just one to three minutes a day to think about it as though it's already happened generate those good feelings, get that emotional momentum going. Sometimes there's this little bit of underlying fear about doing it because you know at some point you're going to come back to quote unquote reality. And when you come back to reality, you might have that emotional letdown that feels like, oh, I'm back here. I don't have it. And so we get this maybe fear of doing it because we don't want to have that feeling of disappointment that we don't have it again. A little remedy I found for that, and you can play around with this yourself, but the remedy is, first of all, be aware. Notice if that's happening to you, like if you're either avoiding visualizing because of that feeling or if you're experiencing that. And if you are, find a centering phrase that works for you. So find a centering phrase that works like uh, mine. What I really like is all is well. Anytime I feel a little bit off center, whatever it is, is just to say all is well, all is well, and pull yourself back into your center with some phrase, but it can be anything, you know, it can be the word focus or center or love, or even just a visualization of a heart or the opening of your heart and your aura. And then finally, the other thing that helps with that, but also even when you're doing visualization, the last thing I would do is as you're doing the visualization, 
as you're feeling good about all this stuff that's coming to you now, as you're imagining it as though it's real and you're experiencing it and you're telling that friend and you're feeling good about having it and life is good and all is well and all that stuff, take that next little step and nudge yourself to think about how you already have it now. In what ways do you already have it now? Have that conversation in your mind with your tax man about, I finally did it. I hit this this level and it's great. And, you know, I love the freedom that I have because I attained this financial goal. And then just ask yourself, well, how do I already have freedom? How do I have freedom now? Well, I do have a lot of freedom. I'm an entrepreneur. I can pick my own hours. I can work when I want to. I love that. I have the freedom to say yes. I have the freedom to say no. Like, think about all those things. What is it that you like about getting the new car? Well, I love the attainment or the achievement. Well, how are you achieving now? What ways does it feel good that you're achieving now? Like, you might find with that little extra bit to your visualization that you actually are adding a lot of juice, first of all, but you're actually really closer than you think. You know, sometimes we feel like the things that we want are so far away, but really you're right on track. You're closer than you think. You're a lot closer than you think. You're right where you need to be. Then the very last thing I will I will tell you is a quote that I heard it from Wayne Dyer, but I think I'm going to start taking credit for it because I can't find any evidence that he ever said it. But it's such a good quote. I'm just going to keep quoting it and saying he said it. And it is, when you are certain of the outcome, it's easy to have infinite patience. And that's the, where you want to get. That's what visualization gets you. It gets you in that feeling of just certainty. Certainty and knowing, and it's on the way, and you're doing the right things. It's already happening, and you can feel that rain on your skin, and you can feel it happening, and you know that everything you want is here and now, and you're experiencing all the good feelings right now. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's about. It's good to be a brain trainer, isn't it? You've got this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.